Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on the We Thrive podcast, where we share stories from entrepreneurs around the world about how they're creating an impactful legacy. I'm your host, Casey Clark, and I'm also the Chief Growth Officer of C. Clark Consulting. And today I have the pleasure of interviewing Linda Hall, who is a real estate investor. Thank you so much for joining us, Linda. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity, Casey. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about you. Well, um, my name is Linda Hall. I grew up in central Pennsylvania and attended Penn State University, Um, but I've spent my adult life in the Northern Virginia area. And um, after many years as a public school teacher, I left public school teaching earlier this year, well, at the end of the school year and went into real estate investing full-time. Wow, what grade did you teach? I taught mostly, uh, most of my years of teaching were middle school level, so grades six through eight. Kudos to you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, I loved it. I loved the age and it was a wonderful career. That's awesome. Well, thank you for doing that. I know it takes a lot of dedication. It was a pleasure. Awesome. So as you know, the name of our podcast is We Thrive. So what does that word thrive mean to you? Well, I think it's tempting to think of um, thriving as being all like wine and roses. And I think that when you're thriving, it implies that you're growing and growing can have growing pains and periods of struggle. So I think that when you're thriving, you are you're growing into that version of yourself that you were meant to be. And when I feel like I'm thriving, I feel like I'm being authentic, like I'm um, operating with integrity Mm -hmm. and really like moving towards that. Yeah, it sounds a little hokey, but the best version of yourself, what is that? I think that's the authentic version of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And it, takes a lot of courage to live in authenticity, you know, I mean, it, it takes a lot, period. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't always mean being the uh, most popular one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what obstacles have you personally or professionally faced when you've been trying to work towards thriving? Well, when I think of an obstacle, the biggest obstacle that comes to mind for me was a medical one. Um, And in 2015, I was diagnosed with cervical cancer Mm -hmm. and I had a couple surgeries and chemo and radiation and um, had some damage to my lymphatic system Mm -hmm. that has kind of persisted through now. But the interesting thing about it, the reason, the obvious reason that it was a struggle is because it was dealing with medical stuff. Um, But I think sometimes when you're a driven person and you work hard and you're an achiever, you think, well, if I try hard enough, I can make this situation change. And sometimes you just can't. (laughs) When, When life hands you something that you can't change, you need to adapt. And the gift in that situation was I only had so much energy to go around. And I had to make some real decisions about 
what's fluff here? Like what can be shaved away from my life? Because there's only energy for the essential. And the great thing about that situation is that's a good lesson, period. Mm -hmm. What's essential? What can you shave away? What's really important? Because that, that's what you need to focus on. Yeah, absolutely. And I think so many people have gotten a taste of that, you know, in the past year and a half or two years, you know, since, and I, I hate always talking about COVID, but it, it affects us in so many ways, you know, and I think so many of us have been able to evaluate and say, you know, what's, what's worth my time and where do I really want to spend uh, my energy as you were saying? So I can't imagine what you had to evaluate as you're going through, you know, a medical issue, especially when, you know, we all hear cancer, there's so many different things that can go along with that. Well, the good news is, um, two days from now, I'm having my five-year checkup and all my checkups have been good. So, you know, it's, it's a situation that it, it has a happy ending. And, um, you know, I will put a plug out there for anybody who has been through it. Um, people often think, oh, you finished up your chemo, you finished up your radiation. Yay, you're like back to normal now. And um, I think anybody who's listening who has been through it realizes, hey, like it takes some time to recover um, and to like regain your energy and to get your, your conditioning back, your nutrition back, all those good things. Um, but long story short, yeah, it's, it's a happy ending. And um, while there were challenges with it, there was a gift with it as well. And I think that's true with, with most of the challenges that we go through as we're, as we're trying to thrive and we're like, if you grow, you have to struggle, right? So there's a gift in every struggle. Awesome. Well, I'm so happy that you're coming up on your five years. What perfect timing. Thank you. Absolutely. So yeah, I think, you know, mentally, even like you said, physically with nutrition and everything, there's so many other things that we don't think of that impact you, you know, when you're going through something like that. So, so that actually is a great segue into my next question. So what resources did you use to overcome that obstacle? Well, um, personally, I, I just love podcasts. I love YouTube. I love any kind of books, audio books, um, anything to educate myself in a lot of different areas. Um, so personally, there's, there's several podcasts that I listen to, a lot of motivational things. Um, there's meditations that I read, um, spiritual resources, all those things. Um, from a professional perspective, moving into a new career um, is something where like you need a lot of support. Mm -hmm. So a few years ago, this was just one rental property um, that was sort of like, oh, this could be a little side income stream. And now it's 35 units and it's not passive income. You have to be very active <laughs> to create any income in this business. And um, like making that jump from being a full-time teacher to saying, okay, I, I can't do this on weekends anymore. I can't do it 
part-time at night anymore. This needs to be a full-time gig. Yeah. Um, you have the whole, the whole career change, you're changing your schedule and having resources that support that is really important. So mm -hmm. I have a business coach, um, Catherine Barton, who's been on your program mm -hmm. and she's really helping me focus my energies in a way that's business oriented rather than public school teaching oriented. Um, and I've joined some professional groups like professional women in building and some other building organizations and some uh, women's networking organizations. And I think that's really important too, when you're in a solitary sort of career, mm -hmm. um, some careers, you, you naturally have a lot of people around you. There's a lot of camaraderie and, but if you're a business person, particularly an entrepreneur like yourself, you know that you can have a lot of solitary days. And yes. <laughs> so having, um, having opportunities built in where you can have the support and uh, camaraderie of others, it's really helpful. Yeah, I always tell people, you know, if they're looking to go into business, you have to be okay with being with yourself because there's a lot of time that, you know, you just have to buckle down and kind of get rid of all those distractions and really focus. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it, and it's good to, to realize that even if you don't have that, um, like a, a corporate network around you, that you can build a network where you're not alone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've done the same thing. So I love, you know, especially, you know, women supporting women. I think that's a great thing. So I love that you're doing that. Thanks. Not saying, you know, men aren't great, <laughs> but us women get each other on a different level. <laughs> so That's true. That's true. And, and I've had really great experiences these past several months, um, meeting with women's networking groups and finding out some of the really amazing things that a lot of our sisters out there are doing. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of amazing things, you're in a very different career than you were when teaching. And I'm yeah, sure yeah. that you, you know, impacted hundreds of students' lives. But talk to me a little bit about your legacy that you're working on creating today. And, you know, how do you want to be remembered? Or what does legacy even mean to you? Well, as, as far as what legacy means, I, in short, um, how are you remembered? And, and I think about that, you know, and I think everybody should think about that. Um, it, it helps to focus your efforts on what you're doing. Um, will your efforts lead to something that people think mattered? And, you know, that even just personally, obviously your relationships matter. Everything that you do can matter. Um, but so personally, the legacy I think is that I want to leave. Will people remember interactions with me, leaving them feeling more positive? Mm -hmm. um, will people remember me being a kind, compassionate, impactful person? And professionally, I want to know that my work matters. I put a lot of effort into my work and I put a lot of effort into it as a teacher. And I feel confident that that work mattered. Mm -hmm. Now, 
my teaching friends would know, you can't say that your work matters to every single student. You can't guarantee that, but you know that your work matters to many students and many parents. And, and, and that's just the way it is in life. You know, you can't guarantee that you, your work matters 100% of the time to 100% of the people. Right. Um, but it's, I listen to a lot of Seth Godin and, and read his blog. And, and the point is, you're not aiming at 100% of the people. Your work is for some of the people. Absolutely. So in this work, we want to provide clean, safe, affordable housing where there's a lack of it. Mm -hmm. And the more, the more I'm in the business, the more I realize there is in fact a lack of clean, safe, affordable housing. So that's what we're trying to do. And I, I hope, and we're planning um, to leave a legacy in which we fill the need. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank that you. And along with filling a need, we're trying to set a standard where um, it's, it's part of our model, I guess. We're, we're building some processes where we are setting a standard for ourselves and what we're offering mm -hmm. in clean, safe, affordable housing. It's not like luxury condos, otherwise it wouldn't be affordable. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we're, setting, we're setting some standards where we have basic amenities in each unit that will meet a need that we think and as far as we can tell, it is not being met at the moment. Okay. I love it. And I can't wait to see where that goes. And I mean, especially being in Northern Virginia, there's such a huge opportunity for what you're doing. Yes. Um, at the moment, most of the work that we're doing is in Maryland, um, but not too far from where we are here in Northern Virginia. And same kind of, the, the same need and perhaps even more need um, exist in the area where we're working. However, at some point, that area will expand. Right. If, if things go according to our plan. I love it. And I mean, that's one thing I love about living in Maryland. We're, you know, so close to Pennsylvania. We're so close to D.C. I mean, you can be in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia all in, you know, 10 minutes if there's no traffic. <laughs> so. True. <laughs> true <laughs> but yeah I just I love it and I think you know as of course you know if you get into any city there's those pockets um but yeah I think we have a lot of opportunities so I'm really excited to see what you're able to do thank you thank you yeah and um the opportunity certainly is there and a, a lot of us need to to work together to solve the problem and that's really uh, thinking about legacy is if there's if there's any way that I would like our business to be remembered as a legacy is that we were part of a solution. Mm -hmm. I love it. It gives me goosebumps. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Casey. Absolutely. So with you kind of being newer in this new career, what are some of the nuggets that you would give our listeners? Well, I'll pass along the advice that I listen to, <laughs> which is I, I listen to a lot of um, Bigger Pockets Network for real estate investors and um, really just anybody who's interested in real estate. 
um, and, and matters of finance, uh, a lot of times they say that the difference between the people who are successful in real estate or any entrepreneurial kind of career and the people that aren't is just persistence. Mm -hmm. You know, the people that stick around longer tend to be the ones who are successful because they're the ones who are left. Yeah. You know, so that's what I would say. I think, you know, and I won't lie, uh, not every day in this business is um, bright and shining. <laughs> there are struggles and it's, it's not all like a HGTV episode or anything like that. But the point is you persevere. Yeah. You persevere. Absolutely. I was just talking to someone the other day and they always said, when you add people to your business, things can get messy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, people kind of complicate things a little bit, but I mean, there's the ups and downs and I don't know about for you, but the ups always outweigh the downs. And I mean, just, I always envision that um, infographic where they're like, success looks like a straight up line. And then it's really like, it's up and around and all, and that's how it is. I mean, every day is different. Um, I'm sure every day is different for you, especially with as many units as you have. And um, yeah, I think persistence is key. It's an adventure. And, you know, sometimes it's a fun and funny adventure. And sometimes it's a stressful adventure. But the fact that it's an adventure Mm -hmm. rather than being monotonous uh, that's that's a gift yes <laughs> I agree I'm not one for repetition I can't do the same thing every day so I definitely agree absolutely so are there any other nuggets or do you have anything that you'd like to share that you haven't so far well I have a lot of interest and um you know, my family would tell you, like, I'm interested in cooking, I'm interested in nutrition, I'm interested in um, different fitness, types of fitness. And, and that's what I would say is, as far as nuggets, you know, I think you can really get pulled into trying to make your business succeed in a way that you just get obsessed and give everything to the business. But you got to be rounded, you got to take care of yourself. If you if you don't prioritize the other aspects of yourself besides the entrepreneur, there won't be an entrepreneur, right? That's so, right. <laughs> you know, I guess as nuggets, have fun, take advantage of all the ed free education that's out there. Like now there's YouTube University, <laughs> you know, there's Hoopla for free library books. If you can afford Audible and you're willing to listen while you do your household things, or your exercise or driving, do it because there's just an, an unlimited opportunity of education and enrichment out there now. Here's the teacher and me talking, I guess, but, um, you know, it's there. Take advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm kind of envious of the people who can listen to Audible because my brain just goes all over the place and, it'll be like, you know, 10 minutes. And I'm like, wait, what did they say? <laughs> like, I just, I can't focus. I have to have book in hand. So hopefully one day I'll break that habit. Well, that's where YouTube comes in because then the video's on and you can pay attention to the video and, and there's, it's 
a lot of good content out there if you can sift through it. Yeah, definitely. So I'm a foodie, so I have to ask, what's your favorite thing to cook? Oh my goodness. Um, off and on, I have kind of um, dabbled with the vegan life. I'm not vegan, but I'm probably about, I probably have about an 85% plant-based diet. Um, and the Instant Pot, using the Instant Pot for spicy foods is probably my favorite right now. There's a great book out there called The Vegan Instant Pot Cookbook by Nisha Bora. I wasn't paid to say that. I just love the cookbook. <laughs> and um, if you're looking for some fast, healthy, spicy food, that's a, a great place to start right there. Is even just using Pinterest or Googling, you know, Instant Pot recipes, great stuff like red lentil curry. And um, I mean, I could go on, but. Ooh, that actually sounds that's another cool. podcast <laughs> yeah we'll have a separate conversation for that. <laughs> awesome well it has definitely been a pleasure talking with you and how can our listeners reach you or learn more about you well um we have a website it's called halls to homes.com because my last name's hall and my husband's last name's Hall, and we are L2 together. So Halls to Homes. And um, we're on Instagram, from Halls to Homes. It's our Instagram. Um, and on LinkedIn. And uh, on our website, I'm trying to have, uh, I'm trying to start a blog. So hopefully that'll be a little bit more consistent in the weeks and months to come. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. And like I said earlier, I look forward to seeing what you're able to do in the DMV area and beyond. And I appreciate you and your time this morning. Thank you so much, Casey. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. 